step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where ancient powers linger and legends come to life. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Forbidden Lands. Join us as we set sail on long ships and explore the unknown, braving untold danger and discovering what hidden treasure lies beneath ash and snow. You are all currently in a cavern deep beneath a glacier, uh, surrounded by walls of ice, uh, surrounded by corpses of frost spiders. You narrowly escaped this fight with your lives. Well, you had a victory, so I shouldn't say escape. But it's almost a Pyrrhic victory. You are all very battered and bruised. Uh, another fight might be enough to push you over the edge. It's hard not to think about death and dying at a time like this. Miran, is there anyone or anything that you would be willing to die for? Mm. Unlike Gunk, there's no object that holds sway over Mirren so strongly that she would discard it for her life, that she would not discard it for her life. Uh, though she loves her charm bracelet and she loves her bow, uh, she's not willing to die for an object. Also, she at this point in time, would fight her damnedest through tooth and tail. Uh, but she would also still run and hide into the deepest parts of the wood if her friends fell before her. So she wouldn't die for a person, unlike Zaldrin and Bacho. Mirren spends so much time sort of putting the world behind her and escaping that she's never let herself truly stop to feel the dirt beneath her feet long enough for her to plant roots. Maybe one day she will, but right now there's nothing or anyone she would die for. Right now, putting the world behind you seems like a pretty good idea. Uh, you know that these caverns are dangerous. What are the four of you trying to do? Are you trying to continue to find an escape? You're pretty beat up. Are you going to try and hunker down? What's going on? I I would still like to leave this place, but I know we're all needing a rest at this point, and we've killed the things in this area. I agree that a rest for you all sounds wise. Bacho's looking down at his exposed ribs. He's like, I could use a rest. Gunk is... Uh... Oh goodness, Gunk looks ter Gunk looks like a ninety-year-old man uh, as he is moving very slowly, struggling to to kind of keep his staff in his hand. It's constantly fumbling. I do not. Uh, I would not disagree with a rest if we think it's safe enough to. It's Gwenot. We're not safe anywhere. At least mm -hmm. this is somewhat contained at what all creatures can find us here. And she holds up her new uh, sword that she's been... Um, spear. Spear, sorry. That she's been... Um, it's all right. You don't like my magic items. It's fine. You know, I won't take it personally. <laughs> sorry. I just... Last night was the long sword. I haven't, I'm teasing. Uh, move my brain around. So she's just kind of looking at Gelnir. Um, and she's like, I can... Just uh, clean this up for a little bit. Keep watch while all of you mm. rest. At least down here, we're out of the winds. 
It's warmer. Mm. We can we can probably put up something. Do we have the tent or did we leave that behind? And we've got the horses, so I would assume we have our gear with us. Uh, the amount of gear you have is questionable. I know you guys uh, set yourselves up with what you were carrying on your person. Um, it would make sense that you would bring gear on the horses. So if, if you would have brought the tents uh, and everything else in your party inventory, I, I understand that. Yeah. I would think at least the camping gear would have been on the horses. It had been foolish Agreed. to leave the boat yeah. without it. Yeah. Do we okay. really trust all the sailors not to pilfer anything we've left behind? The other, the other problem is if that if we are beset upon by more. And then he holds up his broken staff in one hand, and it fumbles, and the broken long spear <laughs> that he took from Zaldrin in the other. I don't know if I am running out of weapons. Ah, uh, here, Gunk, and Mirren will hand you the dagger again, as she once did before. You gave me the crossbow. This is the only thing I can offer you. Thank you. I, I here, promise to me, return it, but... Uh, it's okay if you break it. Give me the broken weapons. Uh, and Bacho, yours as well. I'll collect all of them, and when we get back to camp, I can try to put them back together again. But He'll for now, we'll just, just have to store them. Here you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll just put them on cloud and also no, cloud. Here's some band-aids for below. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, go. yeah. Make sure you get everything. Uh, you got all the wood chips that fell out too? Uh, oh, no, I didn't. One second. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I can get some new wood, maybe. So the plan is to rest then, correct? Yep. Let's yes. uh, have a uh, make camp roll. Um, we're not going to treat this as a full quarter day because you were already like halfway through your lead the way. Uh, so make camp is survival. We'll just count it as the, the same uh, travel quarter day. I, uh, I will not be of much use if we are attacked, but at the very least, I think I can do this. Uh, so I can, I can help you, Gunk, uh, uh, of okay. a little bit. Yeah. I, I would like that. Yes. Hmm. And he starts shuffling around, uh, and yeah, he'll make it. So this is survival. Do I, am I going to get the plus one from Mirren, Steven, or no? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, Anywhere I can sneak that in. Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, that's your successes. That's like six dice. That's like the best thing I can do right now. And uh, I'll push, of course. Yikes. Uh, two successes. Nice. I was thinking we were about to have another mishap. Oh, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so you obviously don't want to stay too close to the spider corpses. And you begin to press on a little bit, not with the intent of working your way up, but looking for a secluded corner of sorts, or at least something that is a little bit harder to reach from both angles, something you feel a little more defensible in. And you manage to find it. Uh, there's a bit of a shelf in the ice, and you're able to uh, use a small little ramp to get your horses up there. 
you climb up after them and you have a decent uh point of view just uh looking down both sides of this tunnel you feel like you have a bit of a more defensible position if something came to attack you you'd have the high ground and there's nothing coming from behind however it is still very cold and i need a torch roll uh to count as your campfire here i only have a lantern right now uh soldier never has a light source I've got a D6 torches. Okay, so I'll, I I'll give it a shot any. here. I might need to buy some more. Used to have a D6 torches. Oh, I don't no. need more. Uh-oh. All, I used all my torches. <laughs> They're gone now. So you use the last of your torches to build this fire. Niren has her lamp and oil that she now needs to use very sparingly. And you are sitting here in the gloom and doom with this small fire being the only source of warmth as you're literally surrounded by ice you're huddled around it you have your uh, hands held over it just to try to get some warmth in the extremities it casts long shadows along the walls let's go ahead and take our rest here and i will just be rolling something real quick don't worry about it Okay. For some reason, I think the gods don't really like us because they keep feeling like they're rolling on top of us every now and again. <laughs> it does feel that way. Mm. You're muted, Stephen. Yeah. Yes, I click mute to talk. That makes sense. <laughs> the rest passes uneventfully. You are cold, uh, tired. It's uncomfortable. You lay out your furs and bedrolls, but you're still sleeping on hard ice. You wake up and you feel as if you've almost frozen to that ice. The warmth is the only thing that kept you uh, alive throughout this night. And it is now the sixth night of Gwenot, or day of Gwenot, depending on how you look at it. The week is almost over, but you are not out of the woods yet. You are still deep below in these caverns. You have no more torches, only a halfling's lantern as a source of light. And you have two horses that you need to get through these caverns. What's their plan here? What's Salter, maybe I should be on your shoulders so the light isn't quite at uh, knee height for you and Bacho. I, I was just going to say, I appreciate that the light is there, but it is just lighting my feet. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit higher, but yeah, maybe that might be a bit better. I am, uh, I am feeling better. Uh, I could, I could go to the front again. Let my sight lead us. If that is all right. Mm. Would be helpful. I will, I will stay close behind you for a brother. Of course, of course. <sighs> Let's have our uh, lead the way roll. Uh, if Gunk is the one leading the way, then uh, with his sight. Uh, be survival from you. Okay. Uh, and you can get the plus one because I assume Bacho is helping. And then you? is someone keeping watch as well? That would be scouting. Uh, yes, that would be me because I've been taking six sense talents. Two successes uh, for the lead the way. And how's our keep watch? 
Sorry. Uh, Zero successes in one skull. Do you want to push? Of course. Take some wits damage. Makes things interesting. All right. right, You got your success, though. You continue through these caverns. It's frustrating, not because it's a difficult climb or traversal, but it's dark. You're constantly stubbing your toes, catching on things. The ice is becoming more and more jagged as you're moving through these tunnels. There's uh, projections that stick out that are very easy to cut yourself on as you're scraping uh, past, especially through tighter spaces. The horses aren't very happy about some of these tighter spaces. Uh, Gunk, you said you were leaving coins uh, to follow before. Are you still doing that? Uh, here or there, yeah, because I think we do want to come back when we are better yeah, Mirren, to investigate yeah. the boar. Mirren's mapping? Yeah, like I'm holding the lantern and then I'm probably balanced a little bit of parchment on top of Zaldrin's head while I... On I her Ushaka? <laughs> Sorry, Zaldrin. <laughs> Zaldrin, how do you feel being a drawing board? You know, I... Uh, her particular size and shape has served various purposes over her life so if this is what it is now and she can be of use oh it's often stop turning your head i it's hard to scout without turning my head oh you're right okay just tell me when you're going to three two one be careful the last person that she wrote on uh drew on a person's back Fell down a hole in the earth and nearly <laughs> died. I blame you for that, Gunk. Uh, you attract that kind of thing more than I do. That is now you just sound like my parents, like <laughs> and like every scrailing I ever grew up with. But no, that is fine. I don't blame you, Gunk. And then Thank she, you. but she sort of like looks at Kipser and looks at Gunk and looks back at Kipser. I mean, I'll whisper in Zaldrin's ear. I mean, who's had the worst luck here? All of us. We <laughs> that, share that's true. luck. That's that's very true. We got yeah. Yesterday sucked. It is immediately apparent to you that you are not traveling through the same tunnels that you were traveling the day before. You still feel like you're making good progress. You feel like you're uh, moving up in elevation. But this is very clearly you took a turn somewhere and now you're just wandering these labyrinthian tunnels hoping for the correct way out. And fortunately, Gunk, you find it fairly quick. Uh, It doesn't take too long before the air begins to be a bit more salty and you hear the howling and whistling of wind coming from the tunnel up ahead. It just echoes through. And judging by the sound right now, it's pretty violent out there. It appears as if a storm has set in. You continue on through this tunnel and you can see, you actually can uh, see darkness that is not surrounded by tunnel. Uh, It just opens up, up ahead. It appears that you are coming out closer to the coast. You can hear waves hitting against uh, the ice uh, and rocks as you 
make your way emerging from this tunnel. The storm is quite difficult to see through, to traverse through. Um, With the storm, you have minus two attempts to make camp and shoot. And everyone needs to succeed at an endurance roll to hike for a quarter day. We could just stay in the tunnels until the storm passes. We could do this. That would be ideal. Would we... uh, Stephen, question. Do we have enough supplies for me to do crafting checks on the weapons so that we actually can repair some of the stuff while we're if we're sitting around? Um... I would say use your best judgment on what supplies you would have for weapons. Uh, you're not going to like have blacksmithing tools or anything like that. You're probably not going to have another uh, spear shaft. But certain things I'm sure you could repair. Like bowstrings, it would make sense to have that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Zaldrin, before you guys make your choice, uh, your scouting was a success. Mm-hmm. I'm going to include this a little bit of scouting outside the cavern as well. Perhaps you are trying to make a perimeter before you guys decide whether to hunker down or not. You find that you are very close to the coast. Uh, It's only just a couple hundred yards away from where you are. It's possible that at some point the sea had flooded and filled this entire tunnel uh, and just carved out a channel. As you are scouting and uh, looking at your perimeter, you see that there is a darker spot on the shore. And at first it looks like a rock formation. You don't have uh, the best vision with just this lantern and the the wind blowing in front of you. But as you get a little bit closer, you can see the outline of a shipwreck. Uh, It appears as if a long ship has uh, been beached on the shore here. Uh, It looks like it's been buried in snow. Uh, There's ice that's built up around it, so it's not recent. Um, but it is something that stands out among the coast- coastline. So there is, you know, the storm outside, and we could stay here, but we are actually very close to the coast, and there is a shipwreck out there. So we could wait for the storm, or we could go now and investigate what there is to see before this gets worse. Oh, we might be able to get some more wood to fix some of the the weapons and such. And our own ship. Perhaps it is worth investigating. Yes, who knows what they might have been carrying too. Uh, Orca might be very, Rakta, excuse me, might be very uh, keen on what might be in their holds. Hmm. We could also get stuck out there and freeze our asses off. I just wanted to say it is an option that we can go on that ship or we can stay here. Why would you even put that out there in the universe? Positive thinking. Positive thinking. You know how it is, Gunk. The furless always dwell on the negative. Where those of us with fur favor the bold action. I agree. Let us go. He'll start shuffling out into the into the storm have a good trip guys <laughs> bye <Beren. laughs> this Hi. shipwreck is not so far that you need to make the endurance roll yet you're not uh, traveling to a different hex and you start trudging through this uh 
storm and through the feet of snow, the wind at certain points gusts so violently that it threatens to even knock Bacho and Zaldrin off their feet. The uh, Kipser and Mirin, I'm sorry, Mirin and <laughs> Gunk, uh, you two are probably so low and so buried in snow that the wind's not hitting you as much. So, Actually, I'm on Zaldrin's shoulders. Yeah. Oh, I was okay. Gonna say. Then you're flying off. You're gone. Uh, <laughs> you, you, got, you took off in the wind like a kite. Gunk is there probably sheltering. Gunk is probably sheltering under Bacho's heavy fur on his shoulder, too. Yes. Anytime Gunk doesn't have to use his own legs to walk, uh, he sort of takes advantage of it. It's really hard not to, but yes, he is, he's over time. Plus, it's easier to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got like little angle. fingers holding the front of your face <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's like the like hanging out around the neck where it's just like oh let me get you back up let me get you back up <laughs> you do make your way through this storm and the footing becomes noticeably more treacherous too as you get closer to the coast with these snow drifts, it's really hard to tell if there's a change in elevation or if there's a drop off. The snow just builds up. There is a point where you uh, take a step and you just go down about a foot and a half more than you thought you would. So you slow down the pace a little bit and work a bit more carefully and you get to this ship and it appears to be a fairly recent shipwreck as in from the last couple months, last year. There's no sign of anyone else around, but I would like a scouting role here. From one from everybody or just one person? Uh, probably one or two people. You guys decide. I'll assist. Like if somebody is better. I've got uh, I've got eight in scouting in total. Go right ahead and take the bonus for uh, Gunk's assistance. Okay. I'm freaking. Uh, all right, that's zero successes on nine dice. So I'll push. One, one success on eighteen dice. <laughs> Ooh. you know I was going to give you so much if you got a few successes, but with one, uh, we're just going to have wow. to scale that back a bit. That's fair. This ship looks as if it. The first thing you notice is the hull integrity is shot. Uh, it's nothing that could be repaired here. If there was a forest nearby with a source of wood, it absolutely could be repaired. But there's quite a few planks that look as if they've been burst in. It's amazing that the ship even made it to the coast because it's not like these planks uh, burst on the, the coastline here. It likely hit an iceberg somewhere or something like that. There are quite a few supplies still on the ship. Uh, as you start searching through, you don't find much of value. Uh, and a lot of things are older and uh, have gone bad, like some food stores. But there's also uh, some salted meats that are still around. And you find a keg of water as well. Uh, drinkable water that's not contaminated by salt water. There's also, as you're looking around, you see quite a bit of material that could be used to salvage for your boat. There are spare oars. Uh, a lot of the planks that aren't broken could be uh, taken off and used on yours. Uh, between this boat and yours, there's a good chance that you could have a mostly saleable ship. 
Uh, it would take a few days of work, obviously. But this is honestly a saving grace for you guys, considering how bad your ship was. One other thing you notice, Bacho, is as you're moving around the ship looking around, uh, you bump into a wood plank that's uh, standing upright uh, out of the snow. And the snow drifted bur buried almost entirely the entire almost the entire plank there's only like an inch or so that sticks out and with it being so dark you didn't even notice it but as you pull it away as you dig it out you realize that it's a grave marker uh, and carved onto it uh, is a saying the skeins of fate cannot be unraveled which you all would recognize that as a fairly common phrase similar to you can't escape your destiny Someone has clearly passed here, buried beneath the ice and snow. Which means someone survived to bury them. Indeed. Hmm. Or someones. We may not be alone out here on the ice, though this ship looks to have been here for some time. I would hope that uh, they would have found another way out, or else that would have... But bold very ill for us. Did you find any oils, perhaps, amongst the the hold? Anything that mm. might let us uh, replenish our torches somewhat? I did. I did not notice, but I was mainly looking for material to repair the ship. Perhaps we should take a closer look. I did not plan on there being torches here. That is not in my prep. However, we have a very generous audience, and Griff has donated some bits, so I will leave it up to a die roll. Uh, so one of you can choose red or blue, uh, and that'll decide if you can make some torches here. Who wants to I mean, choose? Red for fire, so, yeah. Red for fire, all right. It's red. So you don't necessarily find torches uh, that have been left here, but there's plenty of uh, scraps of wood and things like that. Uh, Mirren, you were looking for crafting materials for weapons. There's plenty here that you can use to help repair weapons. Uh, the You find a few uh, flasks of oil as well, along with a sail that had been rolled up and stored underneath uh, some of the floor planks. So between all of that, you absolutely can make torches. Um, all of you can add, uh, let's say two dice worth of torches, because there's quite a bit of material here. If we stay here a quarter day, uh, I can make torches here and and maybe rip out some of the planks of wood from the ship and repair um, the staff and some of the spears if we, we grind it down a bit. Yeah, it will take time at least to pull the planks and Make ready to move back to our ship. We may be here for days we in might, salvage. Might also take what we can now, return to camp, collect some of these sailors, bring them back with us, so it accelerates mm. uh, mm -hmm. the process. I'm definitely marking this down on the map and where we came out, so we just need to find our ship, and then we can come back. Mirren is... You, do you not have a flat surface other than my back to draw on? Can I please go do something else? <laughs> but but it's so broad. I yes, I 
And it's like she can't ignore the compliment because, you know. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll lean against uh, some of the planks over there. Thank you, Zaldrin. You have plenty of wood. You can make yourself a drafting board, indeed. This is true. Zaldrin never skips back day. <laughs> nope, never skips back day. <laughs> so you have two immediate concerns here. Your first is which direction is your ship? Uh, which way along the coastline? Because you came out of a cave and you're not entirely sure if it's north or south. The second is how long do you want to stay here uh, salvaging materials and goods? Because there are sailors out in the darkness with very minor defenses. And you know that there was a creature around that camp as well. I think we should take what we can, mark this down on Marin's map, find our camp, reconvene as much as we quick as quickly as we can. We don't even know if there are other tunnels that might reach back to our camp, and I would not want any of those spiders reaching Octa and the others. Mm -hmm. So let us take what we can. Let us not linger and let us let us find our way back to the ship. We do have two horses. We can carry some goods with us. Yes. That we do not have to go back empty-handed, but we do not have to stay here and deconstruct the whole thing. We can get what we can. I mean, if we can even get a bearing, uh, then yeah, of course. Uh, so let's have a survival check to try oh. and determine which way you'd like to go. Or you I was got actually some seeing there? I was going to see if I could... Let me let me see if I can do this. Uh, checking my. If somebody needs any willpower at all, I am stacked right now. Gunk will come over and will put a put a hand on Marin's shoulder, and we'll cast transfer first. <laughs> I have ten. Feel free to take all of it, or however much you need. Okay, so I will take eight, uh, and so no no mishap. Good to go. Uh, so then one of the things I was thinking of trying to do uh, is I, ha I have a couple different sight spells I don't really get to use very frequently. Um, but the choice is currently Game Master, north or south, correct? Like north along the coast or south along and the coast. And you can ask a yes or no question. So I think I'm going to go ahead and cast that spell if I can remember the name of it. I'm looking for it right now. I think it's, it might be intuition. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, intuition. So I can ask a short yes or no question about anything in the world. You have to yes answer yes, no, or maybe. You cannot lie. You can choose maybe even if she knows the answer, but believes the true answer may disrupt the game. Uh, note that true or false is not an objective fact, but is defined by who is asking the question. The person's moral beliefs, blah, 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 blah. I don't really think that applies. Uh, so I will go ahead and try to cast that now. So just using his intuition in terms of where we came out, where he thinks everything is, and I will give that a roll. Let me, all right, still good with, uh, still good with no, uh, no magical complication. So what is the question you're asking? Uh, if we go south, is that the quickest way back to our camp? South along the coast, I should say. Look at him. I, Look at him. The adversarial GM in me was hoping that you would not say way. quickest so that I could say either maybe or yes mm -hmm. because you're on mm -hmm. an island and you could just go all the way around but you said quickest 
You keep uh, calling it an yes. island. You keep it's calling it an answer. island. I'm telling you. <laughs> Australia's an island. Australia's no, it's not. That's, that's it's a not continent. They, it's a continent. <laughs> the answer to the question is yes. South okay. is the quickest way. So then, then, uh, uh, so you all see Gunk, you know, he's, he's casting a spell. His eyes kind of go kind of white and bright briefly as he's looking here and there. He's picking up chunks of ice and if he can get any of the earth beneath it into his hands and letting it drift in the wind and fly about as he's just sort of trying to check where he's going. And he says, South is the way. I can sense it. The earth mother has given us a sign. Let's get our things and we travel along. Okay, well, let me just grab this and, and this. And Zoldrin, hold this, will you? Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay, and, and just some more of this. And Bacho, here, hold that and that. You see Bacho just drop it. He's like, my hands stay free, Mirren, to fight uh, our battles. Oh, okay. I guess we'll just put them on the horses. Okay, okay. All right. So you are going to be hiking here. I will not require a lead the way roll here because you're following the coast. Um, it's going to be a difficult traversal, but you can move a bit inland and uh, follow along the water where hopefully the footing is better. But we do need the endurance for the storm, and I would like a keep watch as well. Keep watch and an endurance. Did I did I hear that right? I'm sorry. Everyone needs to give me an endurance, and one of you needs to okay. give me keep gotcha. watch, which it's usually and usually. We have a generous audience. Don't forget that as we're rolling these. I will. Uh, I'll take one audience dice, and we do get the advantage of our great furs, right? If we have them, uh, this no. is not for the cold. This is just okay. being able to work through the elements. Cool, cool, cool. And it is biting cold but you don't need to make an endurance roll for the cold uh, when you have adequate protection. So those of you with furs do not need to worry about that, which I believe is everyone at this point. I got four sixes and three ones. So I'm going to hope that the four sixes is good enough. Uh, it was just yes or no binary success here. So one oh, okay. success is plenty. I have one success. That is a fail for Gunk. He is still trembling, mind you. He still has that injury, so he's still quite cold. Hands shaking, legs still shaking, still moving about like a very, very old man. So the actual storm rules say that everyone needs to succeed for the party to move. I don't really like that. That seems a little too harsh in this. So Gunk, why don't you explain how your body gives out and you need the party to help you through this? I think we've we've established it. Like he has been very... Ever since he encountered those those spiders, and I think he has been a little, um, his confidence is, is sunk a bit, and he is both mentally and physically fatigued. And he is trying after the night's rest to, or after the, the quarter day's rest to, um, to put on a brave face, but he is still trembling, and Bacho would feel uh, that tremble through the furs as he, as, as he carries gunk on shoulders. And so I think it's just, more than once, you know, he is, he's, he's likely using his, his sight to lead the way, but he's probably drifting off. He's just kind of drifting off to sleep and kind of passing out here and there, or, uh, or, or his tremble just gets to him so much that he, he just, his, his teeth clench and he's unable to speak. It, it's a very, very bad time. 
with gunk as your eyes, that does make this travel more difficult as well. Zaldrin, I want the keep watch, and I want that at minus one. Okay, one success after a push. One success. So I assume at least a couple of you have torches here just to uh, give you some warmth as you're traveling. Mirin has her lantern. You're moving along this coast, and you've gone for a good bit, about an hour or so. It's exhausting. And what worries you is that you don't see any light in the distance. You knew that you had several fires lit at this camp, uh, that each person in watch that was keeping watch would have a torch with them. It could be the storm has put out all the fires, but you would hope by now at least you would see something along the coastline. And as those fears are really starting to take hold in you, that's when Mirren's lantern first gives sight of the camp. You see that there was that noise trap that you all set up uh, that has obviously been triggered. The rope is uh, cut or dropped. Uh, the pots and pans uh, are buried in snow. Moving a little closer, a tent emerges from this uh, snowy wind. It looks as if it's been shredded. You don't see any movement. What's your plan of attack here? Everyone, we must fan out. Something has overtaken this area. Mirren, mm. I'm sorry. Your I, pots have been trampled. All my pans and pots, they're in the ash and the snow. It's going to take so long to clean them. Pacho just lets out a low growl, draws his, draws his short sword. It's like, I'll scout the ship. Do I sense anything magical, by the way, as we come back here? Uh, you can sense within short range. Uh, no, I don't think it would count as magic, no. Okay. Bacho, sounds like you're leading the way. Gunk, at this point, you know, they would have been able to wake you up, come to the adrenaline, would give you a little burst so you're a bit more alert. You start moving into this camp a little bit closer. It wasn't a large camp. You tried to keep most of the tents uh, concentrated. You had one large tent using the mast uh, in the sails. It doesn't take long before you faintly hear in the sound, uh, just over the sound of the wind, you hear, Help! Anyone! Help! Oh, God! And you recognize the voice as Okta, crying out, sounds as if he's in pain. I'm coming you were to say help you. We're coming to help you. Uh, if you want him to hear that, you would have to yell it over the wind. Uh, he is very obviously yelling as well. Pretend that I yelled. Okay, no worries. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> yes. you were choosing to do that. Yes. You start following the voice, uh, and it continues on, uh, screaming, sometimes in pain, uh, sometimes unintelligible words, and then other times just crying out for help. 
Bacho's looking for traps and things in case that he's been staked out to draw us in. Absolutely. Um, Let's call that a scouting. Zaldrin should do that because she got tricked by that in one of her trainings. (laughs) Uh, You can roll scouting too, or you can give him a plus one. Uh, I'll give a plus one. Okay. I mean, Aaron hasn't rolled very well today. Uh, one success, but I'll push it. Three successes and three points of wits damage. Oh, no. Ooh, ouch. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good God, I'm dying today. <laughs> oh, no. I can't, like, jump in the way of you just hurting yourself while scouting. <laughs> So the, the mental strain damage. of it. He's he's so worried about gunk and everyone else that he's just he's almost blowing blood vessels in his brain trying to find whatever it is that he thinks is going to come out and bite us. And that stress is just fueled by the first thing you find, which is one of the sailors that had been traveling with you uh, face down in the snow. Uh, some of the ash and snow has been pooled red, but this snow is coming down so much that it's already beginning to cover the blood and the body. You find a couple more along the way, uh, not too many, which means there's hope that most of the crew survived whatever happened here. Most of these tents are shredded just like the other one. And as you turn around uh, this main tent, the one that you had most of the people sheltered in that had the mast. That's when Mirren, your light just begins to illuminate Octa's face, but it's still. And as you take another step, that light illuminates more and you see that his body is mangled. uh, And you see a creature that is terrifying. I need to roll a fear save for you guys, or I'm sorry, a fear attack. Uh, that is one wits damage uh, those of you I think you need a talent to roll anything uh, for armor for, uh, fear. you do I fearless. Have fearless. you gotta have the fearless yep. but you see this fearless. creature oh okay so you can roll your wits then as armor I believe insight yeah. insight yes you see this creature it looks vaguely humanoid but its arms are twice as long as they should be. It's incredibly thin as if it's malnourished. The skin is pulled tight over its bones and its face. It it's like a macabre parody of a human face. It's stretched out. The eyes are sunken deep. The skin seems pulled back. So you just see the raw teeth and gums. Blood is dripping down and it's got a crown of reindeer antlers, uh, many more antlers than it should that appear to be razor sharp. And we are going to be rolling initiative here, guys. I'm down to this one thing wits left. Was chewing on Octa's body. And as it turns up to look at you, some other corpses begin to rise out of the snow as well, shambling to life. Dude, come on. That's literally what I was going to do. Take all the corpses. That's what you were going to do? 
It's the only thing I can do against monsters. Leave a couple corpses unshambled. Well, I suggest you just read the description of your spell then, um, the very last paragraph, if you're going to give me trouble. Okay, Steven. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll play. <laughs> Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. <laughs> Does anyone want to change initiative? Um, am I? I'm not. Uh, if I'm the one illuminating the Windigo, am I a little bit uh, further up uh, yeah, where I can, don't want to be? We can tweak it. Uh, however, it it seems right. I just put you guys where I guessed you would be on your normal marching order. Yeah. Uh, feel free to move yourselves where you think you would be. Is everyone happy with initiative? No, because uh, the window goes, goes before all of us. But <laughs> right, Yeah, okay. none of us yep. are happy about that. Um, Mirren, do you want to be second? Sure, let's... Yeah, Zaldrin, you, you should probably go before me, and Bacho is fourth anyway, so I'll switch with Zaldrin. Sorry, Gunk. Okay. You're going to stay there. <laughs> No, it is fine. I mean, I have a spell that would basically turn the numbers game into our favor. But no, that's oh. fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. I'm I'm getting the stream set up. So good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Wendigo is going first, and it sees a lot of you, and it begins bounding on all fours. Those elongated arms p pulling the ground as it rushes towards you. It moves. It does not get within arm's length of you, Bacho, but it is near. And each victim within near distance is going to be hit by a cold gust as the storm uh, begins to gain even more fury and a wind seems directed to blow right towards you. So let's say Bacho and Zaldrin, I need a might roll from both of you to stay on your feet. All right. Taking an audience. I will take one as well, please. Uh, one success. Is that going to be enough or should I push it? Uh, this is binary. So one is enough. Okay. One success. All right. So you both managed to stay on your feet. However, all victims become cold nonetheless. So you are both cold right now. Right. That is its turn. That brings us to Mirren. I uh, I swapped with Zaldrin. We flip-flopped. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, so Zaldrin, you're up. That is me. Okay. So I am going to take this Zendigo that is right in front of me, and I am going to attempt to attack it. I'm going to invoke Spear Fighter rank three to add a D8 artifact die, which should give me two D8 artifact dies, if I remember correctly. And I'm going to take an audience. So that, that cold damage, there's no endurance roll, it's just you just take cold damage? Uh, it's not damage, it's the condition. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. No endurance well, for that. When you, do get, when you do get the cold condition, you take a point of strength damage and wits oh, damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, it, I'm broken. It reads that you make a might to stay on your feet, and all victims become cold. There's a comma, and then, and all victims become cold. So okay. it seems separate to me. Bacho's down. Oh, no. 
So that wind because just... the cold. So the sheet doesn't automatically do that. So when you become no. cold, you lose a strength and a wits. Yep. So that wind, that icy wind, Bacho is just gearing up for action, but he's been so tense from this scene, worried about protecting the rest of you, that that magical gust just knocks what little energy he had left after fighting the storm, and he goes down into the snow in front of you. Uh, so, um, Zaldrin would have gone down. Well, actually, hold on. Zaldrin might also be down. I was worried about the comment you made about one wits <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so. Does unbreakable trigger for that? Is, is the cold condition considered damage? Uh, if it causes damage, then yes. Yep. Okay. Then if I you're broken to... by any kind of damage. Okay. So then I, I do have two willpower that I can spend to be broken by wits and then come back to not being fully broken by wits. I'm not fully up, but I'm not fully broken. Uh, which is really annoying because I had a kick-ass roll. <laughs> before I knew I needed to adjust my stats because my original role with my full strength was eight successes and nine points of damage. So now I'm going to re-roll this with my adjusted stats and be angry when it's not as good as the first roll because that's how things happen. Um, I am taking the audience dice that I did before just to say I rolled two eights on my two D8s of artifact dice. Last nice. That was nice. Let's see how the that new roll goes. A lot of hey, new roll. Zero successes oh. and oh. two ones. So this might be the TPK. I didn't mean to, guys. To I thought you'd rest and be fine. Gelnir here. We did rest. What are you talking about? <laughs> we literally rested. In, we did. Rest. I know. I'm saying I'm saying I thought the rest would help you through this. Uh, look forward to seeing the timeline of when the Wendigo came back and did all the slaughtering in the very tight window. Tight mm -hmm. window? You were down there a day. We have Four one quarter days. damage applied to my strength, two damage applied to the Wendigo. So the Wendigo, because of that, went from nine damage to two damage to the Wendigo. I'm not salty at all. And Gelnir took a point of damage as well. Uh, so there's no waiting. salts in this room whatsoever. If it makes you feel better, uh, the armor uh, did not uh, eliminate any of this damage. Uh, so your spear goes through and begins to slice at it. Uh, the flesh is so taut over its bones uh, that you just immediately feel the, the crunch of the forearm where you uh, stab at it. Bacho, do we need a critical injury from you? Yep. All right, I'm going to roll black and green, black first. Before that, Zaldrin, did you have anything else on your turn? You have a fast action, I believe, still. You're within near of this creature. I'm going to hold on to that because some things I can do okay. require yeah. having the fast action held. All right, Bacha, let her rip. 66. That sounds on like horror. pretty good. Uh, 66, not going to be good. If you want to take 10 audience dice, that's a reroll. 
because uh, 66 would be a heart attack. You can take 10. We have 19. Okay, I'll take 10. Come on. What, what did you it? roll? I rolled 66 again. No. Bacho is dead. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Bacho, this tension and stress just builds up to this immense pressure inside your chest. And then something gives. And the vision goes black. You fall to your knees. The rest of you can see Bacho's something's not right. And then he falls into the ash and snow. So the Wendigo is still standing over Octa's body. And Octa begins to wriggle and writhe as well as it begins, the body begins to stand up and shamble towards you. So that's its full turn. Mirren. Mirren will kind of like shocked look over to Bacho, not believing that he would fall because he's been so strong for so long. And and she just kind of is got this confused look and just, uh, Bacho, Bacho, um, get, get up. And uh, just like the complete disbelief that anything has gone wrong uh, as she kind of takes the crossbow, aims as best she can and uh, tries to hit the, the Wendigo. Wendigo. Uh, with her, uh, I think she's going to use one willpower to ignore the armor. If 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 I hit, uh, that is one six and one agility. If I push, and I am going to push. There we go. Uh, that is. Four hits. And you're muted, Steven. Sorry. Uh, you're <laughs> spending the willpower to bypass armor, you said, right? Bypass armor. All right. So between Pushed these two anyway, hits, so we actually have already done quite a bit of damage to this Wendigo. Uh, the forearm uh, is uh, gashed and cut from Zaldrin's spear, and your crossbow sinks deep into the torso of this Wendigo. And actually, you can see that there are other arrows and bolts in this Wendigo as well, as if it's already been hit and damaged. Anything else on your turn? Um, I was just trying to quickly check it, but I believe uh, that if I'm using a crossbow, I still have to use a fast action to load it because it's not a long bow, right? Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, I can't do the double shot um, right now, so I'm I'm going to keep my last fast action. Uh, okay, I guess I'll reload it for the next round. Okay, that brings us to. One of the restless dead. Uh, Gunk, you are on deck. 
But this Restless Dead uh, will be shambling forward and it takes its full turn to start moving uh, your direction. It takes two moves to get up to there and it's within near of Mirren and Zaldrin. Gunk. All right. So mechanical question first. So the the Raise the Dead spell lets you take control of other Restless Dead but it doesn't say how many. Like, there's a lot of cat. There's so much text in this spell, and there's so much that you there can, really is that you can do to essentially raise. I can essentially spend a bunch of willpower to raise more undead, but it doesn't give any real detail into how the take control of works. It just says it can be used to take control. That's it. Being yeah. Said, um, still I think power. it would count as raising the same amount so like a ritual power level two can raise two undead power level three can raise uh oh i'm sorry two undead of rank two i think power level three would be able to take control of three that sounds about right because if that's the case i think gunk probably doesn't even realize currently that bacho you know he's down which is which is frightening enough so i think gunk probably gets angry uh, more than anything else, at these these weak, pathetic sailors. Not only have we had to save you left and right, but now even in your death, you become an albatross to us. This is your last chance before I doom you to eternity. Bend to my will, aid us now, or you shall burn forever. And I'm going to try to cast Raise the Dead, Power Rank 3, see if I can get them. Uh, so I'm trying to do it through the system, but the system's just weird. Um, like it's not letting me increase the power level. Oh, wait, maybe if I do. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, I got a mishap. All right. So it's not our night guys. I have thoughts. I will share them later. Uh, We do have a magical mishap table. If you'd like to roll on that or you can roll the D66. I don't see the magical mishap table. Is it in here somewhere? Um, yeah, it should be journeys and mishaps and then magic mishaps uh, on the rollable table category um i can roll it for you, you it's not visible it's not visible okay i'm place. sorry uh, 15 right. your magic makes you hungry i am hungry okay all right so i am very hungry i don't and again i, st- I still forget like what happens with the mishap if it's if it does it fizzle completely I think it still goes off. That's how we've been playing it. Okay. So I spent, you know, power level three. I'm hungry. I'm extraordinarily hungry and ravenous right now. Extremely angry at Okta and these weak-minded fools uh, who couldn't even, could not even do the simple job of sailing a boat. And we are in this mess because of you. Uh, And yeah, so... If the spell goes off, they're mine now. All right. Uh, and it's 
one of the restless dead's turn, uh, assuming you didn't want to do a move action or anything. I will, seeing the Vendigo's breath weapon, I am going to, yeah, I'm trying to get an idea. Am I, so am I in range right now where I'm standing? If, if, if presuming when the Wendigo uh, You're short range soldiers. right now. Okay. I will hold on to my, my fast okay. action then. You're literally drawing on your own life force. Uh, you've become ravenously hungry because all of your energy is going to dominating these undead. But you can see that they're bending to your will. And it is one of their turns. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, it, all they're ever going to do is okay. beat on the Wendigo. This one uh, will need to take a full turn just to get to arm's length of the Wendigo. Uh, but now you have three restless dead within arm's length. Okay. And it is the Wendigo's turn. And it will move up to attack as a Zaldrin. And it will attempt to bite you, Zaldrin. Bring it. Uh, and now is not the best time to mention this, but uh, I got some new war pips from Norse Foundry. Uh, because my dice were so unlucky before, I was hoping this would give me better luck, and now I'm kind of thinking I should be using the old dice, but uh, we'll see how this goes. That's three successes. Uh, so it's damage two, unless you can dodge this. Weapon damage two slash wound. And this is a move roll, right? Yes. Okay, I'm taking an audience. <laughs> Failing. Uh, I'm going to take agility damage. I'm going to push. And <laughs> lose two, two damage to agility. Uh, but you're not taking the two to strength. Uh, you're you're moving it over to agility. Yes. This bite uh, slashes out at you, and you move back just fast enough. Uh, the, it, the teeth don't get you, but the terrain is uneven. And you, pro you just take a step back and you stumble a little bit. You regain your footing, but you can tell you pulled something. It just twisted the wrong way. And that is its full turn. Zaldrin, you are up. And then it's my turn. So this is going to be one of those things where I kind of have to retreat a bit. So then I kind of take that momentum to kind of insert that into a swing and then slash at this uh, go. Uh, which means that I need to do a roll. I don't just get to say I do a thing. I like to just say I do a thing, but that's not how this works. We'll do this second D8 again uh, and roll four damage. Right. Armor rating three. That is no successes. You are doing all four damage here. Uh, describe your hit. Uh, so this is very much, you know, she kind of had to take a step back. She stumbled, so she kind of brought the uh, brought Gelnir kind of down a bit as she was kind of stepping away. And so then she just like has this sort of upswing uh, where she's just kind of slicing upward, um, kind of center mass at this thing. And you you get that slice off perfectly. The weight of this spear, it, it feels as if it's just an extension of your arm. You're already a spear master, and this is a weapon to match your skill. Would you like to use your fast action? Uh, no, I'm going to hold it. 
Okay. Uh, it's Octa's turn. You said you want him to slash at the Wendigo, so he will do that. Uh, that is one point of damage. Wendigo's armor. Uh, it goes through. Uh, so this Wendigo is already being mobbed by the undead around it. Uh, as they start clawing and scratching, they can't do much damage. They have the feeble undead strength. But between the three of them, it's definitely going to add up. That brings us to Mirren. Um, Mirren is kind of still halfway distracted, continues to glance over at, uh, Bacho to see when he's getting up. Um, but seeing Zaldrin step up and start fighting this, she knows she has to try to help, uh, and she will raise her crossbow once more. Uh, so let's see how she goes. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the bypass armor once more. And I'll deal with the willpower in a second. Oh, uh, all right. So that is one success. And I'm not going to push it because I got a bunch of ones. Okay. It goes through. Uh, it's not as solid of a hit as it was before. It just tears through the flesh and the bolt keeps flying. But you are doing damage to it. Fast action. Um. She will step back a little bit and kind of like look over at, at Gunk and kind of see him focusing and raging at the undead. And she goes, but what about Pacho? Can, 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 you, can you help him? Can you heal him? You will be fine in a moment. I cannot heal him now. Okay, okay. And Gunk, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to roll these next two restless dead. Just yeah. to save some time. Yeah, like they're just they're just there to attack. That's two hits. Uh one of them is going through. Uh so this Wendigo, it's moving its arms to try and uh pull itself towards Zaldrin. It's snapping its jaws, and these undead are just kind of weighing it down and scratching at it and uh holding it in place. And Gunk, it is your turn. All right. Uh, Gunk's gonna do something dumb because uh, he's very mad, and I feel like it's setting it's setting in on him what actually happened to Bacho. Uh, Gunk, uh, oh jeez, I don't think I, I probably can't actually do this all on one turn, can I? Because of um, Gunk is gonna take out from his backpack Annex Passion. Uh, I guess I'll just use my turn to... It's a fast action to draw something. Yeah, but I can't really do anything with it. Uh, what, 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 what distance is he from me right now? Is he, is he near um, or short? Or I said the Wendigo was near, so he'd be arm's length. Okay. Okay. The the Vendigo is the Vendigo was near and he's at arm's length. Oh, I'm now, sorry. Or? I said the Vendigo was short from you. Uh yeah. so he would be near. I'm yeah, sorry. That's what I thought. Okay. Um and he is is he a monster, I assume? Yes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um Yeah, there's really not much else I can do. 
So yeah, I'm just going to I'm yeah, I'm just gonna take out Annex Passion and Do I see any other dead people around that I could raise? And if you say, uh, if you there say absolutely Bacho, would be a couple be dead upset. people. Uh, you saw a couple corpses on the way in, so they're a bit further. Uh, but yeah, there's probably three more. We saw corpses on the way in. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just gonna take out Anna's passion and hold and hold for the rest. That's it. That's it for now. Are you putting the glove on, or are you? Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna take the time okay. to to for me to take it out properly. Uh, and you pull it out using this thick leather to protect your hand, and you see that it's hotter than you've ever seen it. It's literally burning. There are flames licking off of it right now, uh, and it illuminates the area as well. It is the Wendigo's turn. And it will attempt to bite again at Zaldrin. Uh, one success. Uh, You're going to try and dodge? Yes, please. Nope. All right, you pushed and still didn't get it. So that is nope. two slashing damage uh, as the teeth just rip into you. Uh, so Zaldrin is broken. Zaldrin immediately uh, digs into Unbreakable, spends three willpower to come back to three strength. All right, and we're going to need to roll a critical injury for you again. Uh, I'm going to roll it off the table if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, severed finger. <laughs> okay. She's got a broken nose. She lost her pinky. <laughs> uh, and for uh, 1d6 days, you cannot use two-handed weapons. One day. Until uh, that's healed. You know, I was laughing a second ago. I am not laughing anymore. Because Gilnir is a two-handed weapon. Am I a killer DM? I didn't think I was a killer DM. Uh, Zaldrin, it's your turn. Uh, now I'm trying to think if I still have a throwing spear or if I'm just punching this thing in the face. You did have a throwing spear. You gave your long spear to Gunk and that's what broke. Okay. Throwing spears are one-handed. So she... Um, so I'm going to say that this was actually... Like she thought it was just a pinky. Um, and so then she goes to like grab uh, Gelnir and then she sort of looks down and it's like her thumb that's just like waggling sort of off of her finger. And so she just sort of like growls, drops Gelnir, grabs a long spear that I, um, the throwing spear that I imagine she sort of has kind of like off her belt. And so now she's like with her offhand trying to just like jab this like up into this face of this thing. Um, uh, audience roll. I 
forgot that it's still a spear, so I'm going to add a d8 to that. That was not helpful. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What does that do? I, I wasn't trying to push. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think it was the same. I think it was the same, yeah. yeah. So two damage, one success. So she, again, offhand, not particularly as strong, sort of pokes at this thing with the throwing spear. All right. Uh, and this thing is very close to dying. You can tell that you've done quite a bit of damage to it. Uh, between the arrows and the spear shots and the scratches of the undead, uh, it lost some of that bloodlust. Uh, and those sunken yellow eyes, you, you get a hint of panic, maybe, in them. Anything else on your turn, Zaldrin? Nope. All right. Uh, that brings us to the undead. Just going to roll up real quick. And they are doing two more damage again. Mirren. This thing is literally on its last legs. Okay, well, as long as you can uh, help Bacho afterwards, I'll, I'll keep... Zaldrin looks hurt too now. Um, and Mirren kind of like fumbles a little bit, uses a fast action to, to reload, and uh, will try to shoot again. Uh, uh, that is, that's marksman. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to push and, uh, get a lot of ones. Um, so that is a broken crossbow, uh, two points of agility damage. Oh and uh, luckily two of the ones are on marksmen, so I won't worry about those ones. And then one, one six, which I will use my uh, a willpower, which I just earned to um, bypass the armor. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Describe your guilt. <laughs> my like crossbow i'm not paying attention i i pull it the wrong way it, it the front bow kind of snaps wrong um causing it to kind of like uh, these these things aren't as good as my longbow anyway um and and it it still shoots magically somehow uh to pierce the windigo just so that it falls away from Botcho and and Zaldrin, and uh, she can she can move ahead again. It falls backwards into the snow, and these restless dead are still obeying the orders that they had to just continue attacking it, and they lunge for it and just pile on, and they just begin shredding it to pieces. I'm going to take a moment, Bacho. You have had your last few breaths your eyes are going dark what do your last moments look like here you're holding on enough you see the wendigo go down you're slightly aware of what's happening but you also know this is your end oh you're muted you're muted Aaron. Gunk. Brother, you will be fine. You will be fine. We'll, it, it is dead. Do not worry. 
I hear, I hear the howls from across the sea. Take my heart, feast on it, keep the strength of my blood in your blood. Take my fur, protect the pack. You will be fine. You will be fine. You will. I will fix you. I will fix you. You will be fine. You are the. You're the only being in this world that I love, brother. Be safe. I will do this, Butcher. As Claw reaches up, just lightly touches the side of your furry muzzle. And then he he passes uh passes beyond this world. What are the rest of you doing? Mirin will like kind of run up and start shaking Bacho's body uh beside Gunk, going, No, no, you have to wake up now. We have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. We have to keep running. I don't understand. I didn't see him get attacked he will be fine he's fine he's fine and then gunk is going to take the dagger that mirin gave and stab directly into bacho's chest and carve his heart out so it's just like viciously we'll take it out assuming no one's stopping and we'll take it out we'll look at annex passion and we'll shove annex passion into the spot where bacho's heart was just seeing if anything happens. The fire grows so bright and hot that the snow around you is melting. The wind even seems to die down as it's not even strong enough to blow out these flames. It's so hot that it begins to just singe the hair on your fingers despite you having that thick leather glove on. You push it in, and you can immediately smell burnt hair, seared flesh. You just shove it into his chest cavity, and his entire body begins to erupt in flame. You feel the heat so strong and immense that it pushes you back. It it just forces you to stagger away. This snow is still coming down. You can hear the sizzle as the ice underneath him begins to melt. And then the flame begins to die down a little bit. And you see he actually is relatively unharmed by this fire. Uh, His hair is still there. His chest cavity has a massive burn wound. But then with a... Bacho takes a breath. Bacho, oh, I'm Bacho. gonna cry. <laughs> Gunk, did you bring him back? Gunk will look at Zaldrin and Gunk is is not just trembling right now, but he had he was not confident that this was gonna work this way. So, but he will in a very unconvincing manner uh, will look at you with a cocky grin on his face. Of course I did. Were you worried? 
Death is, death is no barrier to gunk. And Zaldrin will kind of go over to gunk and just sort of like, there's a bit of a size difference, but just sort of like, just give a big squeeze. Uh, careful. Macho. <clears throat> Brother. There was for you. There was a darkness closing in around me, and I felt you pulling, pulling me away, a, a warmth. I don't understand. I was so cold before, but now, now I'm warm. But there are things behind my eyes now that I can't, I can't stop seeing. But as long as I'm here and can protect you, that's all that matters. Everything is fine. Everything is as it should be. And he's still holding your heart. <laughs> I... I know not what to do with this now. Macho takes it and eats it. That is for the best. Mm. You always eat, eat the heart of your pack mates when they fall. I guess even if it's your own. Would you like a bite? Maybe a little one. Mm. I am kind of hungry, actually. The spell made me quite famished. It strengthens the pack to eat of the heroes and warriors of the pack. Mm -hmm. Gunk, you would probably notice this first, but Mirren and Zaldrin, you're very close and watching as well, so you'll see this. Uh, as Bacho uh, sits up, you can see that the the snow and ice around him is still just slightly melting, not nearly at the scale it was before, as you are closer to him, he gives off a bit of a warmth as well. Uh, Bacho, you are now immune to the cold addition, cold condition. Well, that makes me happy. <laughs> it was killing me left and right. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Zaldrin will kind of go over to Bacho. And in that sort of indelicate sort of way, just sort of give him a push. You scared mm. me. Don't do that again. Bacho licks Zaldrin, the side of Zaldrin's face. It's all right, Pack sister. Don't tell anyone else. But I, I felt the fear of death clawing at me. If it wasn't for the pack. I would be screaming in the cold hells tonight. You know who got the killing blow on that creature? Hey. Is there other what? short stuff over there? Ah, Mirren, you're a cunning archer. You look over to Mirren, who's just like holding on to the side of your pants, shaking them a little bit, and blubbering, uh, just <laughs> you're like, okay, this is nearly incomprehensible. Bacho puts, a, it puts the, his 
cold nose of his muzzle against the top of her head, sniffs her hair. He's like, you're a a great warrior, Mirren. I'm proud for you to be a pack sister. Is it, I can't do it without egging, guys. It's not, it's not fair. You can't do that again. I'm sorry that I almost left you. It caught me unaware. Yeah. And Mirren just like kind of hugs in on his leg and buries her face. We should see if there are any other survivors, though I doubt it. Salvage what we can. I imagine Wolfert is somewhere around here. He always seems to survive. With moments of peace, finally, you begin to notice the storm again. It seems as if it died down for a bit. Uh, The power of Annex passion just suppressed it, but it's starting to build up again, almost to the force it was at before. You take stock of what's around you. You survey the camp. The first thing you notice is that the ship that was beached is gone. You search the rest of the camp. It looks as if almost everything that was here is still there. Uh, Much of it's ransacked or moved. A few things are buried under snow. For the most part, the camp looks as if it was left in a hurry. You don't find any other bodies other than those six, the three uh, undead that are still animated, and then the three corpses uh, that are buried in the snow. And they are following me around and doing whatever I tell them to. Come. And you would remember that one of the backup plans with the crew is that if they ran into danger, they would try to shove off with the ship. So that is a very likely uh, possibility. Was was Octa the captain? Yes, he was the shipmaster. He he owned the ship and commanded it. I will. So Gunk will look at dead Octa and shake it and shake his head like they left their captain. I did not say you could speak. You have done better for yourself. I said. You are not allowed to speak. Octa's pack was weak, and they suffered for his leadership. Hmm. This is a fitting end for this creature. (sighs) Well, do we... Hmm. We can't... Hmm. So it looks like they was there could we get a sense for maybe how long these court like the, the corp the actual corpse not the restless dead how long they might have been dead like how long ago this might have happened Yeah um I would say that would be a uh healing check Okay I mean, I'll give it a run Mirin check one of the other bodies as well Uh yeah absolutely uh, got a success. Uh, nope. 
no success. It's difficult to tell the time with it being so cold and the bodies fell in the snow. There isn't much warmth of them left, but you can check other things like how taut the skin is, uh, how much they've dried out, things like that. It seems to be relatively recent. Hours, maybe. Maybe six hours ago, maybe less. Okay. And there's no sign of them on the water or anything like that that we could tell? I'm sure. It's so dark and the wind is so strong right now, you wouldn't be able to see far enough to really tell. Gotcha. Gunk, these bodies, you gotta tell you gotta tell your, your undead friends to bury them deep. We still have to bury them if you're not using them. Uh okay, well Gunk will kind of rolling his eyes. Do what the halfling says. Bury, bury the dead. And bury three extra graves as well. We will not be digging them for you. And they begin to shamble over, and with their bare hands, they just start scraping at the snow and ice. And it's slow going, but, you know, they're each beginning to dig two graves. Two graves apiece. You have almost all of the supplies here. You have plenty of tents, plenty of wood now. You can restock your torches. What's the plan? What are you doing? If we can build a cart out of the supplies we have here, hook them up to cloud, uh, we can carry it back to the other ship and do our best to see what we can repair or we can walk. Do we see any signs of our of of the ship? Uh, it's just so dark, uh, and the wind is blowing so much ash and snow, you can't see very far okay. off the coast. Bacho's is he's having a hard time coping with everything that's just happened, so he's actually just kind of hunched down near the coast, looking out over the water, trying to come to grips with not being dead. Uh, and he's, he's almost in a fugue state, um, trying just trying to find a way to shake the grave out of his soul. And the rest of you, anyone that sees this, you would see you all are huddled underneath massive furs. You have them pulled tight everywhere you go. You have them pulled up just to maintain the little bit of warmth you can. Bacho over on the coast, he shrugged off his furs. The wind doesn't seem to have any effect on him. Uh, it begins to form icicles on the fur, but they begin melting uh, almost as quickly as they form. He doesn't seem bothered by the, the cold and the wind. Uh, this doesn't surprise Gunk, I think, um, actually. I mean, knowing, having having carried Annex Bastion, kind of gotten a sense of what it's for, like, I don't think Gunk would be alarmed. I think what Gunk would be doing, though, would be trying to find a decent, like decent scouting vantage point of the water. Uh, and he's going to cast true sight and he wants to see if he can get 
sight of the the ship because uh, it does have a distant range to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he want, and it sees through darkness, through smoke and fog. Yes. Any kind of disguise, uh, etc. Casting that. Uh, do you need to roll mishap? I don't think you do because it's low enough. I mean, I have, to ca- I, have to, I have to cast it. So oh, okay. like, it's going to be, it'll be one die. So I'm trying to do everything through the, the sheet since I don't have my physical dice yet. So uh, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, the spell goes off and you begin scanning the water and almost immediately you see a darker shape uh, that almost could be dismissed as an iceberg, but it's bobbing a little bit too much more than an iceberg would. You look a little closer at it and you can see the etching of the dragon's head on the bow. The ship appears to be at anchor in the water, not too far away. How how far? Like, what would we say in terms of its, uh, in terms of like the range mechanics? Uh, it would be distant. Uh, it, it would be fairly far away because they uh, pushed off from shore uh, about as far into the coast, into the water as they could be for anchoring. It, it would be distant. How far into the water would we have to go to get to long distance from them? Uh, good question um probably 50 to 100 yards okay so gunk will turn with purpose and he's just thinking and calculating and he's just saying i need to get closer i cannot reach them from here they are out there they have not abandoned us completely i need to get into the water 50 100 yards at most Find something that can float. Find something that I can take out there as a raft. I need to get closer. We will build it for you. You'll probably look to see Mirren, who has barrels, the tops of barrels that are circular, and like an oar that she's trying to put the oar holes through onto a flat plank of something. You could probably take from her as she's just trying to build a cart without carpentry tools. It's probably not going well, but she probably has found like the tabletop or something that you could uh, steal from her as a raft. Okay. Um, I think it's fair to say that building a raft would take at least a quarter day. Um, You would likely be building up uh, fires and a little bit of shelter while you're doing that to protect yourselves. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Yeah. Make a camp. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mirren is spearheading this initiative. Would the rest of you be helping her? Uh, yes. Or would you be, yeah? Yeah, the number one goal is to get Gunk on this raft. Bacha would be patrolling. At, at this point, he is, he's found a, uh, you know, he's, he's been shaken. You know, true, really felt true fear for the first time, but he's really afraid for the rest of the pack. So he's on the outside perimeter, just pacing back and forth, keeping an eye outwards so that nothing else sneaks up on us. Give me a scouting roll, Bacho. You know, give my, me crafting. I gotta open my character sheet back up. I thought I was dead. <laughs> How much do you even have in uh, wits right now? Oh, just one. Gonna be a, I'll take one audience dice if that's okay. Yes. I got uh, one six and two ones, so I will not be pushing it. <laughs> Enough pushing for Bacho today. today. 
What are the chances? My they are so cold. Another 66. Actually, you wouldn't confuse yourself. Uh, Mirren, how did you do? Uh, I also just wanted to make sure I could request an audience dice before yes. I roll this. Thank you so much. I just, eh. uh, that is one six and no one, so I am going to push this. Uh, ooh, ooh, mm, mm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's no, one. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me, Mirren broke. So that uh, funny story. Um, <laughs> so that that's one six still, and uh, three ones on strength, and uh, one on the audience dice. So uh, I've broken myself. I've uh, probably dropped something on myself, but I do have one success. Uh, but I am at, at zero strength now. The good news is you don't roll critical injuries when you break yourself. So you're yeah. not at risk of dying here. I probably knocked myself out by dropping the raft on myself <laughs> while trying to build it. Oh, good I think gracious. it's fair to say that you had a lot of adrenaline and frantic energy uh, and you were moving just a little too fast and you exhausted yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe a little bit. And then we just need to move this barrel and... And Zaldrin was like helping you, and it just turned around and comes back, and it's like, I, what, Marin? Where did you go, Marin? Where did where did you it's go? Arms sticking out from <laughs> underneath. Picks this ah, uh, Gunk. Gunk has been meditating on the the coast, preparing, going through in his mind the spells that he needs to cast. What? What is it? Why are you interrupting me? Uh, our other half stack here uh, strained herself a bit much. Did she finish the raft? No. Well, I mean, I mean, she... and then she kind of looks at what she was holding. <laughs> I suppose actually it is probably big enough for you. I was thinking it needed to hold me and it was nowhere near big enough. If it is done, then I will go. Keep an eye on each other and on Mirin. There is not I, enough room on here for all of us. Do you have things that help he, he, healing or things? She will be fine. She's just exhausted herself. She is pushing herself to get this done. She knows the importance of this. And then she just sort of hands the raft over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Gunk gets smothered by a raft and dies. Oh, it's a gigantic... Giant Titanic door. It's a gigantic Titanic door. <laughs> uh, Bacho, you are doing the perimeter, scouting around. Uh, you got a success. You have trouble still seeing through this storm. The wind's not bothering you. You feel enervated in a strange way. You have an inner fire inside you that both motivates you and makes you question everything who are you are you the same person you saw beyond the veil you came back you keep your mind on the present for now scanning the horizon as best you can scanning the coast as best you can you don't see anything that seems overtly dangerous and he's just thinking to himself over and over again I'm not like Cole. 
I'm not like Cole. I'm Bacho. It is my pack. He's just muttering it over and over again. Because he is. He's a little afraid that, you know, did he lose something of who he is, who he was in the exchange? You make it back from your perimeter just in time to see Gunk pushing a few planks and barrels into the water. The water's choppy. It's rough. Gunk. It seems as if it'll hold him. Yes. Do you want me to do you want me to tow you out there? I can swim a ways in case something happens. No, no, no. Stay and keep after Mirin. And Zodran, I hopefully will not be long. Be careful, brother. Aren't I always? If anything happens, if anything happens, yell out. I will be there. The same goes for you. Mm. Dunk, walk me through how you're planning on doing this. So he wants to push out. Um, there's debris around, like you said, so there should be plenty of debris I could potentially, without having to craft anything that I could use as like just a paddle, yep, just fine. a really generic paddle. I want to get out to a point where I've been meditating and sort of practicing in my head, sort of, I'm trying to get within a certain range where I could communicate with someone on the ship, uh, which would be uh, long range. And I'm assuming, I mean, we were on the ship for a while. I think Woford was on the ship. I think Wilford was on the ship. Right? You haven't found his body. So yeah. yeah. So we haven't found his body. And so I'm going to try to reach out and te telepathically communicate with Wilford on the ship. Okay. I want a move roll to paddle this raft uh, and we'll say plus one uh, from having the, the raft and the uh, oars. We have audience dice. Okay. All right. Trying to see if the Breed of Sorrow applies here. I think it's just fishing and swimming. It does have lead the way on does, the yeah, water. The way. I, yeah. Go ahead. Take the artifact eye. Okay. All right. So you said move? Yes. Right. That sucks because move, I'm still I'm still trembling. So, yeah. I get one artifact. Okay. I think that's right. It didn't roll. Did not roll. Let me try that again. All right. Uh, I'm probably just going to roll the, I think the artifact thing is screwing it up. So I think I'm just going to roll that separately as a D8. Yeah, sounds good. All right. And I got an eight. On eight it, on the so artifact. There we go. Yay. Two successes. Okay. The water is rough and choppy. Uh, there's a storm blowing all sorts of wind and uh, the snow and water is uh, freezing as it hits you, just pelting you with little bits of ice. The tide wants to push you back to shore, sometimes almost violently. It feels like the raft might topple over uh, because it's makeshift and the balance isn't quite right. But you eventually gain your footing. Uh, you are a scrailing, you're used to nimbly moving around, and you've been on ships uh, quite a bit before. So once you find your sea legs, you're able to row out uh, just enough distance that you're long range. Go ahead and cast your spell. 
So the reason this is working at long range is because I think I, I know Wolford well. And so if I know if I know the target well, and he is a member of the pack. So I'll I would say and, you could target either Wolford or Eva, who is another one of the sailors that you've talked to uh, several times. You see, on the one hand, I want to target Wolford because it makes sense because he's part of the pack. But on the other hand, I feel like he would be a terrible advocate on our <laughs> behalf to try to get the ship here. So if that's the case, I will go ahead and target Ebba instead because I feel like that's going to be more productive. So that's what I'll try to do. Um, and I yeah, don't you would know Ebba as one of the more superstitious sailors, but she was also fairly well respected by the crew. Okay. Uh, sort of not quite second in command, but uh, the crew treated her uh, as a superior. Okay. So I'll go ahead and cast, yeah, I'll cast uh, telepathy, roll, power level two. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, no um, no issues. All right. So, Can you hear her back or just speak to her? Uh, it's, I send my thoughts. So Okay. I, so my thoughts, yeah, I, they, they can't communicate back. So, And I will reach out. Ebba, what is the name? Yes, Ebba. Ebba. So I will say, Ebba, it is gunk. The pack has returned from our trek. We have seen the violence that has occurred at the camp. We have taken care of the creature that has, that has, well, that has done such horrible things. We need assistance. Please return for us. And he will kind of just float there for a while and see if, Actually, can he, part of that communication, be like a please signal to ensure that you receive this? And just kind of float in the water there and, and wait for like, you know, an arrow in the sky or a, a lit lantern yeah. or something. Uh, make me a manipulation. You're not necessarily going to fail this roll. Uh, I just want to see how well you do. And go ahead and take plus one uh, because you're using magic. Okay. Um, I'll push. I don't care. No, uh, uh, don't apply the damage to empathy because, like I said, you can't fail this roll. Okay, you're sitting there on the water for some time, you're paddling just to maintain the distance, but the tide is pushing you back, it's beginning to tire you out. At a certain point, you're questioning, do I paddle all the way to the ship? It's still a long ways away. Do I paddle back to shore? Because if you go over, there's no saving you. And right about when you're thinking, I need to make a choice, you see a torch light up on the ship, and it's just waving back and forth, back and forth. You see a couple other torches light up here and there on the ship. And just barely... Uh, it's so hard to see in the storm. It looks as if they're raising anchor and maybe oars are coming out. Okay. At that, uh, Gunk will, will silently thank Ebba. Thank you, my friend. And then we'll start paddling back to shore and check in on the rest of the crew. You actually would make it back to shore before they do. Uh, it, it's a good amount of time because they're in a larger ship and you know they don't have many oars. Uh, so they're fighting the tide. It's almost easier for you to fight the tide uh, on your barrels and planks uh, than it is for them with that large ship and six oars. And Gunk is but, deceptively ripped, as we all know. So yeah. Yes, it's yes. You know, He's paddleboarding. David basically. Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you make it back to shore. Uh, the three of you are... 
uh, probably expectantly waiting. And just barely in the distance, the three of you would see the specks of fire uh, burning through the, the storm as well. What are you uh, doing? I believe I'm still passed out, actually. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. probably stuck for like a quarter day at least. So Mirren's hallucinating fire in the distance. but uh... Soldier, do you see the lights? It's so pretty. Zaldrin is just sort of patting Mirren's head and Pacho, stop your pacing. He's come back. Damn. Hey, buddy. I can't hear you, Bacho. <laughs> the wind Did is you too stop heavy. your pacing? <laughs> Bacho has been facing away from you, and that is why you could not hear him. The winds <laughs> took his voice. <laughs> he turns yeah. back to Zaldrin. All right. Take care of the little, the other little one. And he, he reaches down, he put, takes his old grape fur and he wraps gunk in it. He's like, you must warm yourself before the ship gets here, my brother. They, they are coming. We are not, uh, we are not left here alone. I am fine. Thank you. Thank you. But it was very cold out there. Very, the, the seas are rough, but they will be here shortly. And you settle in to wait. And it's a good amount of time. It feels even longer because of these elements and the wind just constantly cutting at your face and your fur. Your The bare skin just feels as if it uh, is being cut at constantly. Just knife after knife after knife digging in. Mirren is probably settled into one of these tents with uh, great furs over her. And then finally, the boat is close enough that you see figures on the deck moving, a few figures rowing. You see one person with a torch uh, in the very back uh, holding the rudder. And after a few more long minutes, the ship beaches on this ice and snow. And it doesn't beach very far. Uh, it almost feels as if the tide will pull it back out, but sailors jump off and they've got ropes and they begin tugging as much as they can. And then you see Ebba jump off and Woford. They're covered in furs and uh, they both have a torch and they jog over to the four of you. Oh, thank God. Woford, I knew they'd be fine. Mm. I am only fine because my brother's magic brought me back from the Shadowlands. And because hey. Mirren's crossbow and Zaldrin's spear strike true when they need to. You look like you'd be a little cold. Do you want some fur? What, what is that burn on your chest there? It, as Wolford's finger darts out, Bacho just grabs it. He's like, don't <laughs> make me break your finger, Prack brother. I was just asking. You don't need to answer. Simple no thank you. We found another. We found another shipwreck down the coast. We should be able to get enough supplies to fix this ship. That's amazing. We. Do you know what happened to Okta and the others? They died horribly. 
We have then they were them, raised by the dead. We paid them all due respects and they currently rest in graves. We may put whatever marking and say whatever words that you feel suitable to say. But it is likely best we do not linger here too long. We do not know if this creature had a mate or younglings that will follow it. When the creature broke through the camp, it killed two before we even knew what happened. Octa held up a held a rear guard so that we could escape. Mm. It's very we heroic. Have no, we have no shipmaster. Gunk okay, will, well, the ship... Gunk will step forward, said, by the way, at this point, and it makes it look like maybe he's putting himself forward as the shipmaster, but that's not what he, that's not what he does. He goes up to Ebba... And he like kind of, you know, just pats her on the shoulder or on the, you know, I probably can't reach that high on the arm. Yes, we do. And that's it. Just like Mike drops, steps away. That's a good place to end the session. The sailors will start scurrying about, uh, getting to work, uh, salvaging what they can. Let's do some shout outs. Whew. Aaron. Uh, now that you're back with us uh, <laughs> i'll tell you what that was a roller coaster I that know, was right? i was like oh my god i was actually i was a little i was so angry with myself for those phenomenally shitty rolls oh, i was like i was getting a little choked up i was i, I really like bacho and that that was crafty jeff that was very crafty and steven letting him do that i'm smiling now i was uh i was like man what am i gonna be like a a dwarf smith or something? There's not much left. <laughs> well, we could use one of those as we're running out of carpenter. That is true. That is, that is a good point. I was uh, looking at those Wendigo stats, and I'm like, as long as they rest, they'll burn through this. They've got willpower. Bacho's a beast. But when oh, the rest I mean, go like I was that, sitting there yeah, thinking, I was like, going, nothing you can do. Taking those three wits damage, I mean, that was yeah. horribly brutal. That 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 mm -hmm. that bad scouting roll is what killed Bacho, really. Because yeah, I mean, I was just gonna, I was gonna drop six points of willpower into Hunter's instinct and just be rolling like fifteen dice. I was gonna just—that's what I thought would happen. Yeah, no, yeah. Instead, I just died. All right. yeah. <laughs> and then Zaldrin's roll because Zaldrin had like eight or nine yeah. damage on that one, yeah. but it was like a screwed up dice. And then Aaron yeah, was like, uh, "So technically, because no. it was that like we God. passed the endurance, and then we're, we're cold anyway, and yeah. I Zero. had already rolled in two ones. So you couldn't even push it if you oh, wanted man. to. Oh my God. I know. Oh. That was easy. All right, Aaron, uh, what's going on with Garbleg? Uh, there's no game on Wednesday right now. We're going to take a little bit of break uh, from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay because everybody's got some weird Julys going on until. We'll come back in August. So there may be a, a, a temporary game coming up on Wednesday soon, but I don't know what it's going to be. On Thursday, however, you can join uh, Garblag himself. Pete is going to be running some Traveler, which is a lot of fun. And the next Tuesday, Millie will be back with Coriolis. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what are we doing here at Lollygaggers? Yeah, man. Uh, we are back to Conan. Uh, we had to take a week off, uh, but we are back uh, on Friday. Aaron will get back into the Doom Master's seat. And we got a full crew as long as back from Japan as well. So the whole 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 gang is back. Uh, speaking of back, He'll we take are back his on revenge on me. I'm so back going to do something. Okay now, right? You're okay. Yeah. He, he, he lived. Yeah. It was <laughs> not. It was a, I was like, 
Rewrite for Sobek. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Scratch that uh, off. Let's see. Um, and then speaking of coming back to games, we're back to wondering on Saturday as we've been off for about a month now as uh, our, you know, we had a, a party member out of the country for a bit, but we are finally back uh, and beginning the last arc of that campaign. And Monday, we're going to be doing some holler for Savage Worlds as that, that campaign is getting very close to the end too. So I, I think that one will probably finish before one ring, but both of those campaigns, which we've been playing for a very long time now are, are kind of nearing their ends. And then Tuesday, we're back to Forbidden Lands. Yeah. And Jeff, while you're uh, searching for someone to raid, last week you asked me for some words of wisdom. So I went and edumacated myself uh, to find some words of wisdom. So in the timeless wisdom of Mark Twain, never put off till tomorrow what you can do well enough the day after. (laughs) <laughs> very well said we're raiding the initiative order follow the raid thank you everybody we'll see you next time bye-bye good night bye-bye